some sports and more with HTC. Uh, coming at you tonight, we have T-Bag, Hilly, and Perk, and whoever else Perk's going to throw on the mic. Uh, we got Hilly right now coming at you with a three-point rundown. All righty. Three-point rundown for tonight. Uh, going to cover the uh, NBA Finals and uh, what we think is going to happen. And something good. Yeah, uh, Colts offensive line. Uh, also gonna see, uh, what everybody's opinion is on ring chasing in the NBA and do you think it's a good thing, bad thing, what you think about it, but, uh, we'll go from there and it could get wild. Who knows what's bound to happen? <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and, and start the show off right now and apologize to our listeners out there for last week's show. Uh, it was a little intoxicated. But hey, that happens from time to time. Hey, we don't apologize for anything. <laughs> I do, because exactly I, listen, right. I listen to that. Anyone that made it through that local sports blog, hey. I didn't so, think you were going to make it through it. <laughs> I was. I oh. thought you either passed out, you were closing one eye so you could read your paper, or I passed out, but I couldn't figure out which one it was. Well, the, the funny thing is, okay, so <clears throat> two things. The funny thing is, is um, one thing is, when you guys thought I was driving to Taco Bell, my phone had 2% battery life, and I was I had to jump in the Jeep to charge it. You did say you were going to, like, Taco Bell or something. I remember that. Yeah, but then you started talking to your neighbors about a party. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, so, so that was one thing. The second thing is on my sports blog, I'm reading it on my phone, and, like, the screen keeps popping up saying, you have 5% battery life, so I have to, like, one-eye it and close that. Try not to. So, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. But we made it through. And like I was telling Hilly, uh, on my way back into Indiana. From Taco Bell. No, on Sunday, I picked up a 30-pack of beer, and when I went down there to get some tonight, I thought, hey, I've got plenty of beer. I should have about 12 beers left at least. I had five. So Monday, I drank about 25 beers, and I said I think I did all of them on Facebook Live. (laughs) I'll bounce for that. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our first point here. With the uh, NBA Finals, uh, we've got two teams left. Uh, we know that they are—they have a combined record of 24 and one in the playoffs. Both rosters combined include 11 players who have played in an All-Star game. This is the third time that they met in the finals, and we're going to kind of run through some some stats here on uh, <clears throat> on both teams. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with this uh, specific analytic, but it's called uh, the RPM, the real plus minus, and it measures the player's net point difference per 100 possessions. And it's kind of like one of the stats that just everybody kind of drools over. Uh, They think it's, you know what I mean, it it really tells you what kind of player you've got. Um, I'm going to run through some of the Golden State 
RPMs. Uh, Steph Curry's got a, a 7.05. Uh, Durant, 4.25. Thompson, 2.92. Uh, Draymond Green, 1.57. And then you got Zaza dropping off at the end with negative 0.28. So it's not too bad. Uh, Durant and Curry kind of <clears throat> carrying the load there. And then for Cleveland, LeBron's got 6.18. Tyree's got 4.15, which those two numbers aren't too far off from Curry and Durant, if you look at it. Um, you know, Curry's a little bit higher than, than LeBron, um, but Durant and Tyree are pretty close. And then you've got Kevin Love at 2.7, which is pretty close to Clay Thompson's 2.92. Uh, but the, the final... The end of the uh, Cleveland there, we've got Smith at negative 0.6 and Thompson at negative 1.52. So they kind of start to drop off there at the end. Um, so a little bit Golden State kind of being a little bit of a favorite there. Um, Cavaliers field goal percentage is 47.4%. And uh, one pretty dominant stat here is I was looking at the Warriors' points per game off of turnovers is 19.3. So for just getting the ball off of turnovers, they're scoring almost 20 points a game. Uh, and, and Golden State style of play, it's a little more favored, the fast break, where they have 18.5% of their possessions are in transition off of a fast break. And one dominant factor here, Cleveland, is averaging 0.99 points per play whenever they go into isolation. So anytime they're they're in a set half court offense where they you know go one on one against somebody, they're scoring almost one point per play, uh, which is pretty impressive. <clears throat> uh, Golden State is more of a screen screen setting team. They'll kind of screen you to death. They've got 13% of their plays are screens compared to Cleveland's five and a half. Or, I'm sorry, 5.2. So it kind of tells you, you know, the Warriors are going to want to try to get out and run with you. And when they're not running, they're going to try to screen and roll, screen and pop, screen pin downs, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's but, a crazy stat, really. I mean, that's a big yeah. difference if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to. I mean, if you think about those two styles of play, I think that whoever gets out early and, and sets the pace is going to be the team that, that comes out successful. Um, the basketball uh, power index has the Warriors beating the Cavs 93% of the time. So uh, I think I'm going to make my prediction. I'm going with Golden State in seven. Yep, that's a good pick. I got Golden State in six, though. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're pretty. They're pretty dead up evenly matched. Um, the one factor is going to be if LeBron can take over the game, and you know, like, what has he been saving it up? Is he going to be able to do it two years in a row? You know, I mean, it's just right. He's going to be the X factor for sure. Right. Absolutely. But I don't know. I think they come out. I think the Cavs take game one. 
and uh, I think they come out and take game one, and I can get everybody talking and see what right. happens. Well, what do you guys I, think about? Did you guys hear about his uh, California home getting vandalized? So I guess like the front gate of his house, somebody painted on there the N word, and he came out and um, you know kind of did a press conference saying you know no matter how famous you are, no matter how loved you are by by your fans, you still got these people in the world that are making about race and you know like I guess they were doing an event about Muhammad Ali, and he's like you know. We're not really going to be able to make a difference until we can stop this this hatred, this racial hatred. Which, I mean, yeah, we've all talked about how you know we we dislike LeBron, but it's not about that to me. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how much I dislike a player in the NBA, I could never ever see myself going to that extreme. And it's just kind of sad that you know people are are resulting to that. <clears throat> And it, it's, yeah, it's that's stupid. exactly right. It has nothing to do with LeBron James as a player. Like I don't care, and I don't I don't care for him as a player either. But it doesn't matter if you like him or dislike him. You still respect the fact that the dude is one of the best players in the NBA. And right. even the NBA part of it, getting that away, you don't do that as a person. You know, that's just right. that's mm-hmm. bullshit. Like I don't. There's a lot of stupid shit going on now these past few days anyway. That's like the icing on the cake. That's ignorant. I mean, there's no excuse yeah. for that shit. <clears throat> you still got stupid people in the world, though. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, here, I'm going to throw these out to you guys real quick. Um, give you some picks here. You got Mia has got Golden State in six. Joshua has Cleveland in five. Oh, wow. And I'm going to take... Cleveland in six. All right, so a little, little difference there, a little difference there. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what we say that the games start tomorrow, the, the yep. day that this. Yeah. Up, and then what is it? A day break in between each game. What does that mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I haven't looked. Uh, what it is. Everybody works taking Golden State in four. That's not going to happen. The Browns not going to get beat four games in a row. No. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Did you just get that picture? <laughs> yeah. I did. That's, that's a good popping with Perk topic there. Yeah. Uh, Thursday and then they play Sunday. So. Oh, wow. That's a good oh, wow. That was good. Thursday's at yeah they're both at Golden State so Hello. I think I think the Cavs steal one at Golden State. Hello. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it, I think this is gonna be. It's been building up. Everybody kind of has wanted to see this. Um. But, I mean, for them to start, I think they started advertising it a little too early. You know, they were advertising it before uh, before the series was even over with the right. Bulls and the, or the Celtics and the Cavs. But, right. I don't know, I just feel like it was a little bit premature build-up. Like, I think they should have started this week building it up. You know, that way nobody gets sick of it, tired of hearing about it. 
But I think it's going to be a good series. And we haven't oh, seen yeah. really a good series yet from the, out of these two teams. You know, I mean, twenty four and one in the playoffs, and the only one loss came to Cleveland when Boston went off for some reason out right. of nowhere. <clears throat> so I mean, these two are definitely the, the two dominant teams in the in the NBA right now. And, you know, shit. Let's let's sit down, buckle up, and expect a good series. I hope. Yeah, I'll tell you what. To it, to a good and one. and not to uh, not to defend LeBron because I don't want to defend him too much as a sport of basketball. But if they would quit hyping him up, you know, oh, is he the best player? You're never going to be able to answer that question. Is he the best player of all time? Like, let the dude play the finals and let's do every it does not matter what every sports network you turn on CBS ESPN it doesn't matter the same questions out there the top of the news headline is LeBron the greatest player in the world it's like why don't we all quit trying to figure that question out and just watch him do these things the finals like that's my thing right like I, I hate that hype about it like not you know like I say I just the dude's good I mean I don't know what you want to see him get well, he's the he's the you know the Goliath of the, the basketball game, but it's like quit putting you know, all the. I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. But I'm gonna let's look at what's going on in the sports world right now. We have baseball, who's got two hundred and seventy five games left before they even matter. Right. We've we've got the NHL playoffs, which. I would say the majority of the sports world doesn't pay attention to. And you've got NBA. I mean, that's right. it. There's nothing else going on. So they've got to keep that up. They've got to keep doing that. Now, are they right. beating it to death? Absolutely. I'm I'm tired of hearing about it, too. But that's all they've right. got. That's all these sports shows have got. Let's talk about LeBron. You know what I mean? Think about us. We, we try to run through a three-point rundown and – you know, I mean, there's just not much out there right now. Right. It's, it's a it's a slow time in sports. So you've got right. Tiger Woods taking prescription drugs and getting a DUI, and LeBron James is he better than Michael Jordan? I mean, that's it. That's all you've got to talk about. Right. right and you know that's so, the thing. And not to say that wouldn't be big news, not change the topic, but listen to that podcast today for the first time. I missed that part where you guys were talking about that, but that you, you're exactly right there. If there's a whole bunch of sports going on, if it's football season and, you know, football season getting ready to start, and you're in October with baseball season, and, like, you don't even hear about the Tiger Woods thing as much, I don't think. Because right. I think Tiger's days are done, and so you either turn on the news, and it's LeBron and every other sportscaster talking about the same exact stat, the same exact thing, or it's like you're saying, it's Tiger Woods. It's, so it's just, fuck, man, it gets old. Like, let the dude play. Like, who cares? <clears throat> fuck. Hey, speaking speaking of uh, kind of sports that are going on right now, um, did anybody see uh, Lonzo's little brother Lamelo in his AAU game where they got beat by 52 points? I did see that. Wasn't it like two to 17 at one time? <laughs> yeah. I did see that he he airballed like every shot he was taking almost. <laughs> was like, horrible. What the I was fuck, man. It reminded me and I think you've kind of referenced this before, but it reminded me of 
you're playing at the park and you pick you get picked up by somebody that can't dribble the ball, can't shoot the ball, can't pass the ball, and you're like, fuck, I got put on their team. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Or you think you're feeling it and you just start shooting everything and you're not even hitting the fucking rim. <laughs> I even saw one that got stuck at the rim. It was like, it's a closing shot. Yeah. I did see that. Like, what the hell? Why were the coaches like, all right, you're done. You're done. Because his coach is his dad. His coach is oh, his dad. Oh, he is? He is coaching that, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, <Holy shit>. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder he's yeah. out there throwing fucking haymakers. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know uh, LeVar coached him. I did see uh, that video where Ice Cube, Ice Cube called him out or something, and he takes that shot and don't even show it fucking breaking off the rim. Did you see that? I saw him call him out and said, uh, if you're such a big baller, come hit a four-point shot in Ice Cube's little three-on-three league or whatever. Right. But I didn't see him. I, I, the one I saw, he made it. Talking about Ice Cube or LeVar? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the one I saw, Ice Cube. I haven't seen the one where LeVar shot it. Yeah, LeVar says something about, he's got a video and he's dribbling between his legs and he says something about, I still got it. He's like, I still got this big ball or something. And he says, look at this form. And he shoots. And they don't even show the ball go towards the rim. And you hear, thud. And you hear it bounce, so you know he's breaking you know it. Like, they didn't even show the shot. i got to try to pull that up and send it to you. But it is the funniest shit ever. I laughed my ass off. Lane drops. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look at this form. And it wasn't even, I mean, uh, I don't know. i got to try to find that. Yeah, I had to, to look that up. I had to look that up. Uh, Perk, you got anything else to talk about the NBA or <laughs> playoffs? Oh, here it is, right here. Perk, are you even still with us? I think he's out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. I'll tag you in there. All right. Well, that'll, let's go ahead and move into point number two then. Uh, the Colts and their O-line, and we know that I got most of their O-line, or all of their O-line is, is coming back and, and staying with Luck this year. Um, it's the first year in his career that he's had the same O-line uh, for multiple seasons, and Ballard coming That's out. That's about said, time, too. Yeah. Ballard come out and said, you know, Listen, I know we don't have all of our roster spots set, but there's just something to say about this crew. They come in every day. They work hard. They do what they got to do, and they, you know, they're making gains. They're they're showing improvements, and they're putting in the work. And he's like, the the chemistry that these guys have is phenomenal, and the fact that we can keep them all together is just even better for luck. Um so, I, I like it, man. I, I like that kind of continuity. I like that, that you know, that kind of culture that you can build with those guys. I mean, yeah, that kind I'm of Andrew, security blanket that keeps you off your back. Right. right. If I'm Andrew Luck, I'm taking those dudes out for steak dinners 
all right. Exactly. Uh, uh, training camp, you know, and I'm just like, listen, boys, keep doing what you do, and let's keep these guys from knocking me on my head. Right. That's exactly right. And that Newhort, that Jack Newhort we was talking about, he's been there like, what, two years, two or three years? Right. So he's not, like, he's not new to it, you know, like some of these players are. Like, yeah, a couple he's of been around, so he's... Yeah. Right. So, you know, he's got to step up and be a leader in that, you know, Ryan Kelly, you know, that's going to be the whole Jeff Saturday Peyton Manning thing all over again. Right. Let's go ahead and run so, through all the positions. We have the the tackle is Anthony Costanzo. Um, he's kind of yep. the veteran guy, I guess. Um, right. If you wanted to say that. Uh, left guard, we had Jack Muir. Um, now, he did miss the last three games of the season with a knee injury. Um, so, hopefully, he's got that all rehabbed and, and uh, ready to go. And then we have the sooner Ryan Kelly, kind of like what you're talking about. The right guard, Joe Higgs. Right tackle, the Raven Clark. And... I've seen pictures of these five, and um, they're they're not small, man. <laughs> right. So, like I'm saying, if if you can keep those guys together and and meshing and and gelling well, and keep them working hard and working out, uh, I I don't see too much downside to that. Um, you know, like I did say, you know, some of those guys were rookies last year. Um, so getting another year under their belt, or getting a full year under their belt, getting it ready to go, um, that'll help. Now, I did read where Ballard said that, you know, this, this O-line, it could have been the best thing that Gregson did was put it together and to put it in position to be successful because he used half the picks in 2016 for O-linemen. So, I know we all hate on Grigson, but this could be the one positive thing that we can get out of his tenure at Indy. Right. We'll give him that, maybe. Right. We'll maybe give him that, yeah. Like, I don't I don't think the dude was – I mean, he obviously wasn't a good GM, but he was trying. You know what I mean? Like, not to defend him because he's a fucking idiot, but I don't think he had a good GM player relationship type deal. Yeah, kind of like it. You're going to do what I tell you, whether or not you like it. And so I'd say when they left, and I've heard nothing but great things out of that Ballard. And right. And, I mean, yeah, he, he comes right in and he starts making making some sense about some shit. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think I think right. it's a, a, a huge upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, that's what else. I don't know, uh, like, I know he drafted all these defensive players and this and that, but at the same time, I think, and I could be going out on a limb here when I say this, but I think that the dude's going to make Pagano a better coach, or at least let Pagano do his own coaching. You know what I mean? Instead of instead of getting called down from the press office and being like, you need to do this, you know, you, you need to do that. I think the dude's going to be like, go coach. You know how to coach. Like, I shouldn't have to hold your hand type of deal. Right. So hopefully, hopefully that all works out. I like Pagano. Don't get me wrong, but I think his hands have been tied these past years. Right. Right. So. And I think the whole the whole ordeal of him having a defensive mindset has kind of hurt him because 
I mean, you're you're handed probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. You know, obviously, uh, he he's got a lot to prove yet. Right. But you're handed one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league, and then you're expected to make it work, and everybody's expecting your defense to be unstoppable, and then you to just kind of figure out the offensive side of the ball, which, you know, I mean, if you don't have the right people around you to help you, that's not exactly how it's going to work out. And his defense has never really been, like, jaw-dropping. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's he's got a lot a lot of work to do yet. Right. That's exactly right. I still think I still think they keep Bruce Arians and their Super Bowl contenders by now. At least, you know, at least in the hunt. You know, but I, you know, you ain't going to stop that guy from becoming the head coach. He's too smart, too football smart. Right, so, right. I mean, I, I understand Grigson got hurt. Uh, Pagano got sick, and I mean, you can't really fire a dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks, it's frowned upon. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. You just so, go through your whole that strong thing, and you're like, eh, we're going to part ways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good news and bad news. Yeah. Hey, you beat leukemia. You're going to need to find a new job. Yeah, we're going to give you the rest of your life off. Mm-hmm. No. Did I yeah, talk I about know. David Perry yet? Nope, not yet. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So we talked about kind of like the, the core and like the, the starters in the O-line. Well, we've got David Perry, who's on two years probation. And he gets probation. He plea. He like takes the plea deal, and he's his his plea deal was he had to plead guilty to disorderly conduct and attempting to illegally transport alcohol. Which I don't even. I don't understand that that charge. Yeah, that's what I'm at. Like, like maybe does it have something to do with taking it into a dry county? Like, I don't know. So there's a lot of gray area there with that. Um, right. <laughs> the thing that cracked me up was prior to this incident, he had stole a golf cart <laughs> and, and got arrested. Um, I'm guessing there was alcohol involved in that as well. So, you know, I I, I don't know what what this dude is. I mean, clearly he likes to party. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we can all respect that. But at the same time, it's like, all right, all right buddy, when's enough enough? Like, <laughs> you're making, right. you know, millions of dollars. Let's, uh, let's just, and, and granted, you know, I mean, we've had, the Colts have had their, their fair share of partiers and getting their, their PIs and all that, but, um, hell, even our owner. Likes the party, so <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, all right, buddy, maybe this two-year probation thing will, will kind of slow you down and uh, right, just keep you from getting in trouble. <laughs> just to get two years probation, it's like, all right, man, you got lucky here. So I don't, I have to look that charge up. Illegal yeah, transportation I, I, of alcohol. I can't remember where it said that it, he was. I have to go back and look at that article. Um, but it wasn't in Indiana. Like it might have been like Florida or something. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the only thing I can think of is, like, you know, I know that the Indiana has a law where you can't have someone under the age of 21 drive you to the liquor store and, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, they can't take you to go purchase alcohol. So, right, here it is, right here. I don't... It was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Arizona. Okay, oh, this that, is... that was the golf cart. Yeah, see if it said Illinois, the illegal transportation. Okay, yeah, the golf cart thing was in Arizona. So it's in Illinois, the illegal okay. transportation. Yeah, because this is, this is saying here, it's illegal to transport any alcohol beverage in the passenger area of a motor vehicle, uh, with a, I, okay, I guess it's open container. That's what it is. Open container. Oh, okay. Second, yeah, conviction of this section would generally result in a substantial driver's license suspension. Yeah, so the seal cannot be, unless the liquid is in its container and the seal is unbroken. So yeah, I'd say that open container. I've never heard it called that though. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't study law in Illinois though, so. <laughs> right. It's a whole nother podcast. But. <laughs> you know, David, our uncle David played baseball over there in Albany. Maybe he knows all those laws. Maybe we can get him, maybe we can get him on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. You see, he might be coming down this weekend. We may be able to get a little insight this weekend. I'd say he'll be yeah, down I there. I don't know. All right. <clears throat> well, the the more I keep hearing about the Colts and um, them this off season, the more I get excited. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what what kind of product they put out on the field this year. Um, you know, I mean, I'd I'd love to make it up to a game or two. Um, but yeah, definitely going to be sitting sitting in the basement beat up, drinking hand, watching a lot of their games uh, as much as possible this year, and I'm going to be pretty excited until we start losing, if we start losing. So <laughs> yeah. I, hope that, I hope they can keep it together and, and get it turned around this year because last year was, it was tough to watch. Man. It was tough to watch some of those games last year. At least just keep luck healthy. That's all right. I ask. Just keep him on his feet. Yeah. That's exactly right. If you can, if you can keep luck on the feet, on your, on his feet, and and let him do his thing, I don't see anybody being able to stop us on offense. And then right. on defense, it's like, all right, listen, I know you guys are some of those guys in the in the second in the in the secondary are are fresh and new, but they need to come out with some attitude and, and some and some fucking fire and rip some of those balls out of the air and, and just. I mean, could you imagine first game of the season? Hooker comes through with a pick six. God, that would get me fired up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, we're a uh, nice one at the backfield. We're thinking about going to a game, and it's looking like Arizona's going to be his first choice, and that's two days after my birthday. So maybe I can round up some tickets. That would be a big game up in Indy because yeah. that would kind of be the uh, – 
the homework of what, or, you know, the grading them of what has happened in the offseason. Not the right, you know, not the right the Rams off, but Arizona's a lot more their competitor than right. the Rams are, I would think. So I'd say that place would be rocking if their first home game of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, man, there's nothing like going up there to Indy and, and being in there, especially like when they can have the, the roof open. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. I, we go up there every year and we do the, the Colts 5K. Yeah. And, um, you run through downtown Indy and you end up running through the, uh, like where the, Colts drive their cars to park in the parking lot, and you end up running yeah. through the tunnel, and you run out onto the 50-yard line, and it's it's phenomenal. It's a great experience running out on the on the 50-yard line. Uh, the past two years, we've taken Noah out there, and uh, I mean, I I took him out of a stroller the first year. You know, he's like maybe 18 months. I'm like, listen, buddy. Or no, 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 I guess it was right around, maybe he wasn't even a year, whatever it is. But I was like, listen, buddy, this would be a great time for you to learn how to walk right here on the Colt sideline. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, so last year he was, you know, clearly running around and and I, he got to tackle tackle me right on the Colt 50-yard line and we were, I was tackling him, he was tackling me, we were having a blast. And that's, you know, that's something that, that I'll have a memory of for the rest of my life, being able to take my son out onto the 50-yard line of the Colts football field and oh, play yeah. around with it. So I'm going to continue that tradition. And uh, I know it's it's during their preseason, and the preseason tickets to that game are still like 40, 50 bucks, which is huh. ridiculous for the preseason game. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's, that's one of our trips up there. But yeah, I yeah, that sounds like, like a lot of fun. Catch I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't ever looked at uh, preseason tickets, but that's what we decided this year. We went last year, New Year's Day, I think it was, and uh, well, you were we, up uh, there. You were up there for yeah. the game. You were up there the night before. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah, when we were <laughs> when we were heading home because we went to the Louisville. Uh, IU game, and you right. were up there for the Colts game. That's right. Yeah, that Crossroads Classic. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what we were talking about. How last year we kind of set. Of course, they were free tickets. So the year before, we were in the end zone when they played the Redskins, and it was it was awesome. Like it's well worth the money to spend on tickets to go up there and. Sit down on the field. It's a totally different right. experience. So that's right. what we were talking about. We're gonna spend some damn good money and get some tickets. That's one thing. That's one thing we decided this year. That's gonna be our tradition. Go up there and yeah. go out. You gotta, you gotta go to the Slippery Noodle the night before. You have to. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta go to the Colts Bar and Grill, the Slippery Noodle. There's a few staples we gotta hit up. Oh yeah. That's for sure. Went to Ike and Jonesy's. I think that's what that bar is called. Ike oh, and Jonesy's. That, that real historical bar. Wasn't that yeah. what that bar was called? 
We don't we don't do the whole well, thing. I I think I've taken my old lady up there to the slippery noodle once. Yeah. We don't do that. Well, he's not a yeah, that's the way we are. This, like we don't go to many, but last time we went up there New Year's, and to get into the slippery noodle, the cover was like twenty five dollars a person on New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, like yeah, we were, and it wasn't even packed. Like there was nobody in there. There was some some dad come walking up. Some like you could tell he was an older guy. It's by himself. And he just walks in, and the bouncer catches him at the bar. He's like, oh, man, you guys pay $25. He's like, no. He's like, my wife and daughter are over at the mall. He's like, I'm not paying $25. Come in here and have one beer. <laughs> he was standing outside, <laughs> like, asking where the hell I had to go. Everybody was partying New Year's. We were like, well, I don't know, man. It's New Year's Eve. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not yeah. paying $25 to drink one pocket beer. Like, yeah, I don't blame Right. So, man, it's wild. I don't feel like paying $25 to drink 15 beers. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, I don't, he wasn't having it. He was a little pissy, but I don't <laughs> think he wouldn't be up there. It was crazy up there New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. Well, you got to think, both of those basketball games had just let out. Yeah. And then you've got the crowds coming in to watch that football game the following day. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Because, see, we, we ended up heading home. Uh, New Year's Eve and came back home and picked up the little man and we celebrated here because, you know, we didn't want to pay $25 to go drink yeah. beer. <clears throat> so we we went up the night before and stayed and then went to the game on New Year's Eve and then headed home. And you guys had just got in town on New Year's Eve. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a little different, a little different scene the night before. But, yeah, I could imagine how crazy it would have been. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was the first, uh, not the first, but it was, like, first thing in the morning. We woke up at, like, 8 or 9, and it was, like, straight to get a beer. Like, we're not even playing this hungover game. We started drinking at, like, 9 o'clock. Game started at 1. Oh, my God, we were, it was a mess. Crystal was drunk by the, by the second half. Yeah, that's a good way to spend. Well, see, that's the thing about going to those games. Like half the time, you get you if you if you tailgate right, you don't ever remember the first half, and then you oh, start yeah. kind of soaking up in the second half when it starts getting interesting. Oh, so yeah. I think they I think they should charge you half the price for the ticket. For the yeah, it's right. Yeah, we we went up there and went to that touchdown town, and it was I mean it was oh, colder yeah. when we were up there, but man that was still a good time. And beer was super cheap and that thing. And then you go in the stadium and they're like twelve dollars for a sixteen ounce. You're like what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come up here to I didn't come up here to make money. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, <clears throat> usually is, usually is. All right, well, you want to uh, move into our third point here uh, with the ring chasing. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, so let me, let's 
talk about what we're even let's preface what we're even talking about here. So we're talking about guys who leave their team and they try to go to the best team in the league so they can get a ring before they retire. Um, now I don't re- necessarily want to put um, Kevin Durant into this. Uh, or I'm sorry, no, no, no. I don't necessarily want to put LeBron James into this category because he technically didn't go at a point where his career was kind of coming to an end. You know what I mean? Like, right. like when he went to Miami, he was like, what, maybe five years into the league, whatever it was. Right. Now, granted, he was still chasing a ring because he went to be with, with the top three, but in his defense, and I, I hate defending LeBron, maybe it's because I have a little bit sympathy for him because of his house getting vandalized, but he, it wasn't like Miami was like right there getting ready to win a national champ, or getting ready to win a world championship ring with, you know, and then he just goes to kind of go in on the coattails. You know what I mean? Like he was put into place with that group as a core part of the equation. Like, all right, if you come here, we will be a contender. And so I don't classify him in that same category. Now, Kevin Durant leaving OKC to go to Golden State, like Golden State clearly, you know, they won it two years ago. Um, They were already in this established program like you knew that they were going to be in the finals this year so for him to just "Eh, I'm going to go play over here with this team that in my opinion is kind of the chasing the ring and uh, a couple other guys come to mind when we talk about chasing rings and David West Um, David West left the Pacers and went here there everywhere but he's been with the Spurs chasing ring. So he went to San Antonio thinking he was going to get to play for Pop and, you know, get a ring there. That didn't happen. So where does he go? Golden State. You know, right. he's, he's at the end of his career. It's not like he's going to be a starter put into the core mix of the of the unit. He's just like, hey, I'm back here on the end of the bench. Put me in eighth, tenth man. Um, I just want to get a ring before I retire. Now, right. he's come out He's come out and made a few statements. He says, taking a lesser role and playing with guys that want the same goal or that have the same goal and have the same mentality helps him learn and grow as a player. And then he goes on and says, playing for Pop was a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Uh, And then playing with some of the teammates that he's playing with is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So... I mean, I kind of see what he's saying, like, there's no real benefit for David West to stay in Indiana and fulfill his career or to, you know, just go to a losing team to fulfill his career. Like, he wants to to be relevant and wants to be thought of as a champion. But it's like, when you think of a championship, like, if, if Golden State wins this year, which we've predicted. If Golden right. State wins this year, and you're like, oh, man, who was on that team? Oh, it was uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green. You're not – like, he's not even going to be like, 
the top eight people you name off. Like, David West right. wasn't even on that list that we were talking about with, uh, you know, the, the, um, the real, the real player, uh, uh, the real plus minus, the RPM rating. Like, he wasn't even in the top five of that. So he's not relevant to the team. He's just kind of, hey, I'm going to go here and, and pay me the minimum, which is still a whopping $1.5 million for a veteran minimum. So right. if you're a veteran in the league, you're going to get paid at least $1.5 million to play. So why – I mean, he's – why not? Well, yeah, not Right. And, you know, you're talking about that whole LeBron situation, and we were talking about turning turning the TV on. That's all you hear is LeBron, the greatest player ever, and that's one of the arguments that you hear all the time. Well, Jordan didn't, you know – Jordan didn't have to switch teams to get his, and Jordan and all this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Fine. Right. right. Like, I, I understand, yeah, the dude, I mean, he did. He did go there to, to get a ring, but at the same time, he wasn't doing it to end his career or thought it was kind of, you know. I mean, the dude just didn't try to better his NBA career. So I see what you're saying there. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't necessarily going to think, you know, they were still one player away. He just didn't know it. You know, right? It, so, and I mean, honestly, you put LeBron James on the New York Knicks, or you know, what are some of the other teams he was thinking about going to? There, he completely changes that organization. You know, David West isn't that player. Uh, Mike Miller isn't that player. Right. But you know, I mean, LeBron James, I think, is a special case because. He he was chasing a ring, but it was literally wherever he went, they were going to build a team around him to get a ring. Um, right. Because he knew that Cleveland wasn't going to be able to do that for him because they didn't have the money. So right. that's a, I think it's a different story than, than what I'm talking about with these guys. Like these guys are, are trying to sneak in on the back end of the bench and like, hey, let me feel relevant and get a ring at the end of my career. And you know right. what I mean? Mike Miller said that <clears throat> it, it's better for him to realize what his his evolution of, of as a player is. You know, he, he says, you have to realize that you're not starting material when you get to that point in your career. And you just have to kind of fill your role and be the best that you can be at that time. Like when, when Mike Miller went to – to Miami, like, he wasn't even, like, the sixth. I, actually, I think he might have been the, he got the sixth man award. But, um, you know, it wasn't like he was starter. You know, he wasn't, like, the big three mentality going there. Right. He's going there. I, I, I know my role. I've evolved to this point in my career. I'm not a big caliber player here. I'm going to come in and give you maybe 10 quality minutes, but then take my ass out because I'm tired. I'm old. <laughs> you know, right. like, That's exactly right. He, he, he knew his role. It's like the old man at the park. You know, he's like, hey, listen, I got two solid games on me. If you guys want to win, let's go. But that's all yeah. I got. Like, ain't giving nothing in the tank. I think what you're saying, too, about LeBron, I don't think LeBron was so much chasing the ring as what he was trying to do to bring a ring 
You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Right. He he wanted yeah. to, he had a better chance to bring a ring to Miami and build a program down there than what he did to you know try to develop one in, in, in Cleveland. Well, so I I think I I think I've said this before on our podcast. If if LeBron James stays in Cleveland, he eventually gets a ring. I have no right. doubt about that. Right. But I think he was getting to the point where he was getting frustrated. And he's like, listen, man, I need to get out of here. And, and some people have credited to saying, like, it's kind of like him going and spending four years at college or three years at college, whatever it was. So he had to go and learn a little bit from these guys that have earned a ring before. So, yeah, and, and you know, I mean, it was a big controversy. Where was he going to end up? And I think wherever he ended up, within time, he would have earned a ring. But, right. I think he just picked the, the good fit, and then they build a team around it. And that, to me, is, like you said, that's not ring chasing, in my opinion. Right. And that, you know, I don't know. He's going to go wherever there's a better opportunity. And that's the thing. He didn't have the opportunity at Cleveland, but if he doesn't leave, Cleveland doesn't get those picks. You know, right. That's, that's true. So, true. I mean, then in turn, he, not that he brought that team back to Cleveland, but, I mean, he, he kind of like did help him. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I agree so, with that. That's that's accurate. Yeah, so let's get your opinion on this. Guys at towards the end of their career that are irrelevant to the team leaving to go play for, you know, a an elite team like a Golden State or a San Antonio or a Boston or Cleveland or you know someone that's a, a relevant team just to try to get in on the coattails and earn a ring. Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? What, what's your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I don't nece- necessarily think it's a negative thing in the sport aspect, but it does look pretty desperate. One name that comes to mind, you know, before it was L.A. or whenever, wherever it went, like we talked about Shaq going so many places. Like I didn't know. The dude tried to go so many places, you know, and ended up like it just looks bad on a guy's career. Like, okay, Barkley, Barkley never had a ring, but Barkley right. had a hell of a career and stuck it out. You know what I mean? And yeah. he was just never surrounded with the right type of players. So I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing, but I just think it kind of maybe takes away Brown. from a yeah a good player's career. Like maybe oh well. He just tried to go here and just tried to go here and, but you can't blame them. I mean, I'm sure you get paid a hell of a lot more with, you know, a championship, bringing a championship home than what, you know. So. Well, you, you brought up Shaq. Now, when Shaq moved from team to team to team, it wasn't like he didn't have a ring. You know what I mean? Like he, he's from LA days, he's always had a ring. Then he went to Miami and got a ring. So it wasn't like he was going after – like, some of these guys are just going after – I just want one, like David West. Right, right. He, he just wants one ring. Like, just give me one ring and then I retire. Right. So I think those guys, I think it makes them look desperate. Now, if you have, if you already have a ring and, and you're going to those teams, like, hey, maybe that's the only team that offered you what you wanted. Maybe you wanted to live in that city for whatever reason. Like, okay, I get it. But these guys that are, like, Carmelo, I think of Carmelo Anthony. Like, that dude, at the end of his career, 
he's going to be like, all right, where can I go steal a ring? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, I agree with that. He's not getting one in New York. So, right. So I guess kind of the ultimate question is, like, if you think in the NFL, you think it's some of the top elite quarterbacks, one of the things that people look at are, well, how many Super Bowls did they get? You know, I mean, that was kind of the argument with Peyton for the longest time. Right. Well, Peyton got one Super Bowl. Well, then he goes to Denver and wins one. Okay, so now he's considered one of the greatest in the, you know, in the history of the NFL. But if he would have only won one Super Bowl, he would have never been looked at that way. Right. And, you know, some of these other quarterbacks that had never won a Super Bowl, people just kind of looked down upon them. So is it the same mindset as in the in the NBA? You know, like, would Magic Johnson be considered one of the greatest players of his era if he didn't have a championship? Would Larry Bird be considered one of the greatest players of his era if he didn't have a championship? And I just, I don't think it works that way in basketball. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like Charles Barkley, you you say Charles Barkley, you know, I, you say, what's the first word that comes to mind? You say, oh, Hall of Fame, great, greatness, right? Like right. Charles Barkley was a great player. Does he have a ring? No. You know, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head, but I'm not sure Patrick Ewing has one either. Ooh, but he I was a great know. player. Right. You know, I, I don't think you have that same kind of mindset in the NBA. You know, I mean, some people might, but to me, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, great player, got put on a sucky team. I mean, you think of Anthony Davis. If he stays in, in New Orleans and never gets anybody around him other than Boogie Cousins, they'll never win a championship. But he should be considered one of the greatest players that's that's played the game because he's a great player. He he is great for that team. And he's one of the best in the NBA, but if he never wins a championship, is he irrelevant? I don't think so. So should should Anthony Davis go chasing a ring? Should he go to Cleveland at the end of his career and go team up with old-ass LeBron to try to win one? I don't think so, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I, don't, I, don't, see it as a, I don't see it as a negative or a positive. Like, yeah, you want to put a ring on your finger and say, hey, I was a national champion or world champion, whatever it is in the NBA. But I just don't think it, it makes a big difference in the argument of were you great or were you elite. Like, if, if, if David West gets a ring this year with Golden State, do you look any, any you know, do you look higher upon him? Do you say, oh, well, now he's great? No. No, right. we don't listen. You know, you don't say that. <clears throat> so I think it's more of a personal thing. I think it's more of a, hey, this is what I want to. I want to make my career seem legit in the in the NBA. I need me a ring. Now, was I a contributor? Right. Probably not. But I've got this ring. So, right. you know. I, I think a, I a prime example of that is going to be Isaiah Thomas. I mean. I don't think he's, you know, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, I don't follow Boston that much, the NBA, does that matter, but the dude does not have a ring, correct? Right, right. So, okay, so here's the deal, I don't know how many years he's been in, but I don't think he'll ever get a ring. Like, I don't think 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Boston's, you know, but I, I think as long as LeBron stays in the East, I don't know. I know LeBron, or uh, Boston's got a lot of, uh, you know, they had a lot of ping pong balls and he got the first pick. I know, but everybody's talking about drafting young and it's going to take probably two players, if not three, at least two great players to go with him to win a ring and beat LeBron. And I just don't see it. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it happen. I think he's going to be the same way. I could be wrong, but I could see him maybe making a move to, you know, to try to, you know, that's like he said, we talked about in that one episode where he come out and said if he was, you know, six foot, whatever, six five, whatever, right. he'd be the greatest player in the NBA. Well, how many times are you going to say that? Like, well, if I was on the, you know, the, the Cavs, I would, I would have got a, a ring. Well, it's like, well, no shit. Right. You know, so. Well, speaking of Isaiah Thomas, I I think Boston has to tread lightly with their pick coming up in a couple weeks. Because I think if they go with another point guard, which it sounds like everything's pointing to Folk. Right. If they go with him, does Isaiah take that as a knock on him? Like, well, they just think they can they just got a better point guard than me. You know, like, I think they got to watch that. Now, <clears throat> granted, I think the two of them can play together and be a, a dominant backcourt. But I, right. I do agree with you that, that they have to add in some big name into the equation. Now, do you pick up folks? with your first-round pick, and then your next pick kind of make a trade for a a semi-elite player to try to make a difference. I don't know. I don't know what what they've got in the book and what they're planning to do. But I think that they whatever they have to do, whatever they do with this first-round pick, if they go point guard, I feel like they've got to either – make it known to Isaiah that, hey, listen, you're still going to run the point, and we're going to kind of work this dude into being a, a two-guard. And just I think they just have to, to be cautious with what they do, or else he will leave. And, you know, I don't know right. if folks will be a better point guard than, than him in the end. Maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, like, are you willing to take that risk, <laughs> you know? Right. And okay, here's another question. Let's say they trade their pick and let's say they do pick up a Paul George. Do you honestly think they still be, you know, still have a chance to beat LeBron? Cause I don't, I don't think Paul George is the answer to that. Like I think they get closer with that pickup, but like I don't think that puts them there. I think they're still short, you know, another great player. So I, I don't honestly, think whatever moves they make this year, I still don't think they get there. Honestly, what I what I think it it would take would be keeping the first round pick and getting LeBron, uh, Paul George. Like you know, if you throw if you throw in a Markel Folks and a Paul George, maybe maybe right you can. Right. But what are the odds of that? That's the thing, you know. Right, especially when Paul George has already, whenever he's already come out and said, you know, he wants to play in L.A. Right. 
So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting well, to see how it plays out. Let's let me ask you let me ask you this. So so let's think of two years down the road. Let's say that LA gets uh Lonzo, like you know, they're they're predicted to get. Right. And then in two thousand eighteen they get Paul George. Are they able to knock off uh Golden State in the West? I think they have a good chance. I mean, I, they have, well, this is safe to say they have a better chance than they do now. You know. Right. Oh, yeah, well, hell, they're not even in the playoff. Right. That's what I'm you saying. Know. So, I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think Lonzo's going to be a big, you know, drop 30, 40 points a game type of player. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have more assists than the whole other team combined. Probably, you know what I mean. Right. He's gonna I have everybody else out. So I don't think he's necessarily the answer. And I think, don't get me wrong, the dude's good. You can't take that away from him. His father's a jackass. But I think <laughs> they need at least two, if not three, total players to play with him. Right. You know. So well, they do have some young guys out there in LA. You know, they have yeah. Swaggy P and D'Angelo Russell. What it was, uh, what's his name? Swaggy P. Nick something. Oh, I don't know about that. Anyway, but they, they do have some young guys that, that are talented. Just, I think they're immature and I just Two or three years think, away. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think, and, and like I said, you know, I mean, th- clearly they're not going to be relevant next year. No matter right. what. But, hell, LeVar Ball come out and said, you draft Lonzo and you're making the playoffs next year. Yes, I don't think, I don't think that's far-fetched, though. Because I just, you know, I, I like to get either close to making the playoffs or, you know, maybe a few games out, whatever it is. But, like, maybe they do make the playoffs, but I don't, they're not going to make any noise. They're not going to get past Golden State. I think they're, Two at the very minimum, three more likely, if not four years away from being there. I think. Mm-hmm. I think adding if they do pick up Paul George in 2018, I think that's about as close as they're going to get to being the level that they need to be. Now, granted, with me saying that, they still might need an extra year or two to to mesh and gel together. You know, I mean, you can't just put guys together and expect them to to, to perform. Right. I agree with so, that. I think I'm going to go on record here, and I'm going to say I think this draft will have the biggest impact on the NBA playoffs that has happened in, in a while. Because, yeah. because if you think about it, Boston Celtics have the number one pick playoff contender. L.A. has the number two pick. Could very well be a playoff contender if they move some chips, if they move some people in the right direction. Um, so I, I think that that this draft is going to have the biggest impact on the NBA playoffs the following year uh, that we've had in a while. Oh, I, could, yeah. I could be way off, but, but that's It's definitely opinion. set up to work out that way. On paper, 
You know what I mean? Right. But it, right. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? What, you know, what if Boston wants to play games and says, you know, we're going to take Lonzo? I mean, who knows? You know, that's highly unlikely, but. Right. I mean, that's, that's a whole new ball game then, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know what's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because I think you're right. I think you get Paul George and that's the closest you've been in a long time. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you never know what, what could happen with the draft. I mean, <clears throat> some people might bail out and trade picks, you know, you never know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't think Boston's gonna take a first pick. I think they're gonna trade. They're gonna try to get a player now to, because they're not, you know, they're obviously not that far away. Who do you go after? Jimmy Butler or Paul George? I think you go after Paul George. That's mine. That's what I think. I think, I think George is a bigger player in that down the road, late playoff situation. But, but think think about this. Think about this. We it's public knowledge that Paul George wants to play in LA. Right. You know. Now does that deter Boston from going after him? Because, you know, you could make a trade for him and then next year his contract's up and he leaves and goes to LA. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I, I mean, don't Honestly, like, the Pacers have, they either have to make a deal, well, for our sake, or, you know, we just make a deal with whoever wants him, but um, for the other team's sake, they only want to make a deal if it's going to include L.A., you know, because nobody wants to take a risk on that. Like, dude's contract's coming up next week, next year. Nobody wants to, to sign him and then, Make these trades, and then all of a sudden, okay, we didn't win, so here I go. I'm going to LA. <laughs> yep. I think I think PG's career in Indianapolis is over. I don't think I, he, he he obviously doesn't want to be there, and he, you know, he's not happy. They're not going to take. They're not going to be able to afford to keep him. I think what's going to happen. Down too. He, he, here's my honest opinion. This is what's going to happen, in my opinion. This year, we're going to actively shop him. And everybody's going to say what I just said. Well, why would we want to trade him when his contract's up next year and you know that he wants to go to L.A.? So, if we do not come up with a deal with L.A., I don't think he moves. So, hear, hear, hear me out here. L.A.'s got the second pick in the draft. Yep. We offer up Paul George. They give us a couple picks. Maybe they give us a pick and a player, and we get the second pick. Pacers are not going to take Lonzo, I don't think. I don't think they would. So they take one of those other guards, maybe Jackson from Kansas. Maybe somebody that, you know, that's a good fit at the at Indy. And I think that's the best route for the Pacers to go. Because you don't want, listen, you don't want Paul George to just, his contract ends at the end of this season, or the end of next season, whatever, you know, whatever you want to look at it as. At the end of 2017-18, his contract ends and then he walks out your door and you've got nothing to say for it. Like, I think if you're a smart person, you have to 
make a trade, and you have to try to make something happen early with Paul George. Now, is everybody going to be pissed about it? Yeah, because nobody wants to see Paul George walk out the door. But there's no way we're coming to a deal with him. And I think we have to do what we can to move him now. And you know he wants to go to L.A., so L.A. has something that we want. Make it work. Make it happen. Let's do it. Why aren't we on the phone right now talking to these guys? Right. Uh, and I can see that from Indi- you know, Indiana's standpoint. But is that smart in the Lakers franchise? Because part? no, right? Exactly. But, because hey, why pay for it this year? In his first year, let's, let's try to <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like you know, why pay for it this year if you could wait and wait it out? Right. And yeah, the, you know, as a free agent like, next we'll year, we'll give you our third round pick because we know yeah. next year. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. That's I don't think that's going to happen. I think LA. It, I think it all plays out. They take Lonzo and, and like you're saying, Boston. I don't know about Boston. I think they're bluffing. That's what I think they're doing. I think they're just trying to stir the pot and see what's out there. And they know they There's a lot of talk that they may trade that pick to Chicago and go after Butler. That yeah. would make I mean, more sense in my mind. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not out of the realm of, of possibility there. I could see that happening, but. It, it makes more sense because, like I said, Paul George, you know, I mean, you get him for a year, yeah, but does he want to be in your city? Eh, probably not. Is he leaving after his contract's up? Yeah, probably. Right. So I think if I'm Boston, I go after Butler. Now, here's another scenario for you. Gordon Hayward going to Boston. Going back. Playing for his old coach from Butler. I like that. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. So who doesn't want to go like, play for Brad Stevenson? Especially Stevens, like you played for him in college. Like he made you who you were. Right. Brad Butler. Right. So why not? I mean, he loves the dude. He's talked highly about him. When asked if he wants to go back to Boston, he doesn't say no. Or when asked if he doesn't want to go back and play, you know, they they ask him, do you want to go play for Brad Stevenson? He doesn't say no. He's all about, you know, in my eyes, he, he, you know, he keeps saying, oh, I'm happy here in Utah. No, you're leaving, dude. They can't pay. You know, we've had this conversation in the past. You're you're becoming a, a superstar. They're not going to be able to pay you what you want because they're not a big market team. Boston is right. a big market team. Right. Boston, exactly two right. or three pieces. We, we just said Boston's two or three pieces away from being a contender with Cleveland. So if there's a way that they can keep the first-round pick, get Gordon Hayward, keep Isaiah Thomas, keep Kelly Olenek, oh, my God. There's your team that's going to be able to beat Cleveland. Right. Then you have something. Gordon Hayward, Isaiah Thomas, Markel Fultz, Kelly Olenek, and throw in a big man. You know, I I can't even think of who their big man is. There you go. Yeah, they still have Tyler. They still have old man bun that dropped the... Yeah, but kind of like RP3 was saying with me on Facebook, (laughs) one thing that he has to prove is he has that fire 
to play in the playoffs. And I don't right. think he does. I don't think he has that. He, he's got the desire to win in the NBA, but he doesn't have that. Get out of my face. I'm going to the rim fire. Now, I think Cody has it. I think Cody has it more than Tyler. Right. I, I agree but, with that. But Tyler needs to, I think Tyler needs to take a chapter out of old Cody's playbook and, <clears throat> and, you know, get a little chip on your shoulder. You get a little right. chip on your shoulder, you go in there, you play a little nasty. Don't let nobody take your spot from you. Then you can, then you can hang with the big boys. Right. Is he going there with an attitude? Yeah, is he talented enough to make it in the NBA as a as a starter and a contributor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But he doesn't have that chip on his shoulder, that fire, that 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 grit to go in right. and make it. You know, and, and not to say he doesn't want to win, but at the same time, it's you know, you got to go in there and be mean. You know, and I know. Yeah. But you talk to Boston guys that work there, this huge Boston Celtics fans, and they're like, man. Tyler just doesn't do much of anything. You know, and I don't follow Boston that much. But I've never seen him. Right, for as big as he is. Right. He needs to be like fuck double double or at least double digits in rebounds, so if you're six ten, two whatever, you gotta go in there and throw your weight around. I mean, look at what Cody does at at Charlotte. He's one of those players that if they get a couple guys around him, I mean, you know, he starts, man. He can, he's a contributor. Yeah. If we were to pick a Zeller up for the Pacers, it's got to be that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, but that'll never happen. He'll never leave Charlotte. Yeah. No, no. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think we got way off on a tangent with that topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that wraps up our uh, chasing rings topic. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was kind of hoping we'd have a few more people on here with this one, um, but it looks like it's just you and me, Hilly. So here, <clears throat> here's a little game I've got for you, and it's are they a wrestler or are they a baseball player? All right, so I'm going to tell you their name, and you're going to tell me. Do they wrestle, or do they play baseball? All, All right. right. First one, Ho-Ho Loon. What is this? Baseball player. Ho-Ho Loon. Ho-Ho Loon. I don't think I've ever heard this name. <laughs> I'm going to say baseball player. Ooh, you are wrong, my friend. He's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of Ho, ho, right. loom. <laughs> Next one. Luke right. Harper. Baseball player or wrestler? Luke Harper. Does, oh, uh, does Bryce's brother have any, uh, <laughs> have any brothers? I'm going to say, I'm going to say wrestling. He is a wrestler. One and one. You right. are one and one, my friend. Right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. Oh, boy. Granny, Granny Hamner. Granny Hamner. Hamner. <laughs> Granny Hamner. 
gotta give me a nickname or something. I, uh, I'll go baseball. Good job. He is a baseball player from the past. Oh, All right, two and yeah. one. Two and one. Here you go. <laughs> this is a good one. Antonio Bastardo. Antonio Bastardo. Oh, my. I'm going to say wrestler. Ooh, you're wrong. He's a, he's a baseball player. Damn it. Antonio Bastardo was a baseball player. Damn it. All right. Here we go. So you're two and two. Here you go. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. I'm going to say wrestler. That sounds like a wrestler's name. That is a wrestler. Ding, ding, ding. Three and two. All right. Last one for you. You could go out. You could go out above 500 or right at 500. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Still decent. Catfish Hunter. Catfish Hunter is a baseball player. All right, very good. Yeah, four oh, that one. and two. Four Not and bad. two, good job, Hilly. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. Not bad. Well, here, here's what even got me started on that is uh, I was doing a oh I was looking at Bleacher Report and for some reason I uh, looked at <clears throat> oh oh I I clicked on it, you know, to follow wrestling on Bleacher Report. Well, all these names start popping up, and I'm like, what the, who are these guys? So, I googled who these guys were, and there was like a list of like 30 people that were WWE wrestlers, and I'm like, I've never heard of any of these guys. Probably because I haven't watched wrestling in five years. So, I started writing some of these names down, and then I was like, some of these guys sound like baseball players. Like that Harper, Luke Harper or whatever it was. That sounded like a baseball player. Right. The, the Ho-Ho Loom sounded like a baseball player. So I was like, huh, maybe I can find some baseball players that kind of sound like wrestlers. And by God, I did. I found a couple of them that sounded like wrestlers. Like that. That was a little drunken experiment on my part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know, their names are wild. I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, dude, are you catching this hockey game? I'm not. I'm sitting out in my driveway. I had my laptop pulled up where I was watching. Oh, I was watching some soccer earlier, but I do not have. Uh, what predators are ahead in the series, aren't they? The pins are, yeah, but they just come out. And, you know, I think it's the third period. It was tied one-to-one. And the pins come out, and they just scored three goals in the past, like, five minutes. Well, what's the series at? one and oh. The pins are up one Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought the Predators won the first one. But I guess, like, misinformation. Nah. Yeah, they've been at Pittsburgh, I believe, for the first two. Okay. But... Yeah, man. They so the like... the pins the pins are up four one right now in the game. Yeah, and it was one to one at the start of the third period, and it's fifteen. It's a fifteen minute pin. Yeah. 
So it's over. It's over. Or 15 minutes to go. Go. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Five minutes in. Yeah. My bad. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They scored no. three goals and whatever it was. But no, I I'm sitting out in my driveway, freaking full moon. Or you know the moon's glowing, stars are out. Nice night out. Oh yeah. Did uh, we should have loaded up this evening and went to Cuba Winery. I know. Did you see that where Archie? Yeah. Was? Yeah, Archie and uh, was it the football coach? I think it yeah, might have been the football uh, coach. I think you're right. But I did see an interview of uh, of Archie. That's what I was actually listening to when you called to start the podcast was uh, Archie's interview out there talking about Deron Davis and, and uh, um, Rob Johnson. But yeah, right. I did see that. They were out at Huber's. They yeah, at dude, Huber's. They, they probably had the best brandy. And rye whiskey I've ever had. Oh my gosh! I, you know what? I've lived down here for going on seven years, and I've never I've been out to Huber's, and we like you know we we'll pick pumpkins and we'll pick apples or whatever. But I've never been to the restaurant to eat, and I've never drank their wine out there. Now, or or they they just recently started with the the the. Uh, whiskey and the brandy. Yeah, the rye whiskey and the yeah. Yeah, but I've never, I've never gone out there, and, and you know it's twelve, fifteen minutes away from my house. <clears throat> but uh, just never have made it out there. It's worth Maybe. it, man. We we go in the off season, like when you know nothing's growing, nothing you know, and there's nobody yeah. there. Tickets are cheap, and yeah, it's a lot better there, but. Man, they got some of the best brandy, and their bottle—their bottles are like award-winning bottles. They like win shit with them, and they're—they're crazy. I mean, it's—it's good shit. Like their bottles are eighty, ninety bucks. You know. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about them. And you know, every time when Tom Crean and 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 those guys would come through, I'd always think about going out and getting a ticket to go sit up there, but. Tickets at the table are like hundred bucks, man, to, to to get a seat out there for that stuff. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, that's what a. But yeah, no. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's do this. We'll do this right here on the air. I'll tell you this. This is an invite. You and Krista come down anytime and uh, hang out, and we'll all go out there and get some get some lunch or dinner sometime. Get a drink. Oh yeah, Come sounds on. good to me. Other than this weekend, clearly, you know we got something <laughs> yeah. on this weekend. Yeah, but, that's uh, yeah, come down. And you know what? I was talking to to the wife uh, just this just this weekend. We were trying to set up some some uh, summer bucket list items to do, and you'll never guess what's on there. What's Jasper. that? Jasper is on our bucket list. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna come down and uh, we're gonna come down and visit you guys. I want to see the the house and and uh, ha- we're gonna hang out and have some good time. Maybe go to Smith the Box. Uh, you know, not a sponsor, but you know, do something in Jasper. There, actually, I've talked up Wings and Rings to to Lisa. I don't know how many times. I love oh, yeah. Lisa. 
Maybe we'll yeah, that, the wings. The big hundred ounce tubes of beer. I'm a big fan of that. We're getting uh, actually getting a new wing place. Uh, it may be open. I think it was Memorial Day weekend it opened, but that uh, wings etc. Or something like that. But there, so there's going to be some competition. But there's a bunch of uh, like the Schnitt Brewery and uh, oh, there's there's one on uh, oh down on Mill Street. I forget what it's called. What the brewery is called? The Mill House is where it's at. But like, there's a whole bunch of shit to go to. You know. All right. Well, here here's the thing though. If I come down in the Jeep, would you be able to show me? Some Jeep trails that we could, you know, maybe some back roads where we could go mud. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Okay, that's guaranteed. Right. That that. All right, that's in the books. We're gonna make that happen because. Oh yeah. Uh, short of driving two hours in Kentucky somewhere, or two hours back home, or six hours up to Indiana somewhere, I don't know many back roads because down here. You know, like, I'm looking for a dirt road along the river. You know, like, we right. used to back home. And there's just not anything. Like, I, I've gone up to, to, uh, you know, Henryville <clears throat> and, uh, tried to find some, some dirt trails. Not much luck. But I'm just looking for somewhere to, to go mudding. And, uh, yeah, no, we come to Jasper. We're all loading up in the Jeep. We're going to go out mudding. Hell yeah, we can make that happen. Easily. Yeah. Alright, done deal. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that could be a done deal. About 15 minutes away from the house, but we're, uh, right. actually, right now, I think they're starting next week. We're supposed to talk to the guys tomorrow night, and, uh, they're actually gonna start finishing our upstairs, so. Okay. We're coming to do that, and, uh, so we're gonna have two extra rooms there. I got it all gathered. And I'm not putting yeah, shit but, back together. Like, fuck. I did the hard part. Like, you can do the easy part and put the shit back up. Like, I'm, like I'm done. It, you can't, you can't work all day in 100 degree weather. Expect to come home and work another, you know, five to six hours a night. Fucking, no. We're gonna hire somebody. Right. I hear you. Hell with that. They can get it done in two weeks. It'd take me like two months if I worked on it every night. Right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Alright, well, uh, Hilly, Hilly, do you have a, a high time with Hilly for us tonight? I ain't got nothing. Alright, yeah, we'll, we're gonna save it. Alright, well, uh, I do have a local sports blog, uh, so I'll go ahead and, and run through that here. But this is right a local on. sports blog with T-Bag. Louisville City FC faces off with rival FC Cincinnati in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup third-round match tonight. The last time these two teams met, the game ended in a controversy. As the FC Cincinnati forward, uh, J.B. Fall, bit Louisville City midfielder Niall McCabe on the left cheek. Now, I don't know if you heard that or not, but he bit <laughs> 
bit him on the left cheek. Holy shit. And this happened after Fall was sent off for a two-footed slide tackle on Louisville City right back Kyle Smith. The game finished as a 1-1 draw, leaving both sides with plenty to think about. Wednesday's winner moves on to host Major League Soccer's Columbus Crew on or around June 14th in the Open Cup's fourth round. Sites were determined via a coin flip by the U.S. Soccer. Louisville City advanced to face MLS competition in 2015 Open Cup before falling one to nothing or one to nil to the Chicago Fire. Uh, Louisville City is a is at a four one and three record entering Week Ten of the United Soccer League season. At 15 points, the club is in a tie for third with the FC Cincinnati. But the boys in purple have three games in hand on their nearby rivals. The Charleston Battery, 23 points, and Tampa Bay Rowdies, 21 points, sit atop the table. If Louisville City is going to get it done tonight, they will need work from these top performers. <clears throat> His performance in Louisville City's 1-0 win over the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, midfielder Brian Ownby was named to the USL Team of the Week. Ownby set up the club's only goal on a seventh-minute cross to forward Luke Spencer, and the USL dubbed the midfielder a menace for the effort. Another person to watch out for is uh, Louisville City's goalkeeper, Tim Dabrowski. Now, anytime Louisville City puts up a shutout, Dabrowski will uh, reward his teammates with bagels from Panera Bread. He's the Eastern <laughs> He's the Eastern Conference leader with three such performances this season after relieving uh, Raj Itsky. I'm sure I butchered that to hell. In the season <laughs> opener, has <laughs> gone on to concede only five goals. So I know by the time this post and we talk about it, the game has come to a conclusion. But here's hoping for a good performance from Louisville City. No one gets bitten. And for the sake of his teammates, getting bagels, a shutout for Dabrowski. And that's the local sports ball the tea bag. That's fucking wild. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I read that article the other night, and I was like, holy shit. I've got to put that in my local sports blog. Dude, okay. So what happened was I watched the video. So the dude goes in. Double-footed slide tackles a guy. Gets a red card. Gets kicked out of the game. Shit starts to get a little chippy. Dude goes over and just takes a chunk, a bite out of the dude's cheek. It's like, what are you doing? And so the whole time I'm watching the game, and spoiler alert, I watched the game tonight. Louisville City lost 1-0. <laughs> but the whole time I was watching this game, I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, you know, first 15 minutes of the game, three tackles come in. This, this, the, the, the dude that bit the guy, what was his name? Ah, oh, shit. JB. He comes in at three tackles. Dude gets knocked out. Wham, swiped out. Wham, swiped out. Wham, swiped out. I was like, <laughs> they're going for this dude's knees, man. They're trying to kill this dude. Uh, so, I mean, they kept hitting this dude hard. <clears throat> and uh, in the second half, they ended up subbing the dude out. 
but they were up one to nothing. They subbed him out. Probably just holy shit. That's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Yeah, crazy shit's going on down here in this soccer league, man. (laughs) The, The crazy thing about it was, so dude got like a six game suspension for this, but the match that they were playing in tonight was like this tournament, this JB whatever hunt tournament. And so right. it's not in the USL Soccer League. So his suspension didn't carry over. So oh, like, you know, he still has like two games left on his suspension. But the fact that they're playing in a tournament that's not in the league, they're like, oh yeah, he can play. <laughs> Go out there and bite whoever you want, dude. No big deal. <laughs> right. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. It's like Evander Holyfield shit there. Yeah. It, so, like, this is this is Louisville's, like, third year having a soccer team. And they've played these guys, like, nine times, I think. Like, they're pretty – and, you know, just being right up the – right up 71, you know, they're they're pretty intense rivals. So, yeah, it's it's a heated little rivalry. rivalry. People are getting their faces bit and shit. Yeah, the next time they come to Louisville, I'm going to that match. Oh, I'm yeah, going. I'd say for sure. <laughs> for sure, that's hey. crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the local sports blog with T-Bag. Uh, well, Hilly, if you don't have anything else, man, we can do our final thoughts and get you off here before 11 o'clock. And yeah. And go to- that sounds all right. We can do that. Yeah. Alright, so what you got for your final thought? Final thought, if you're going to hold up a fake head of the president that looks like you just cut his head <laughs> off, your ass should be deported out of the country. Freedom of uh, speech or not, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't read any of the article that went with that, but I did see the picture. And, uh, yeah. that was pretty, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, I don't care who like, the president that, is. Like, I didn't even like right, Obama, you could, but. You could take you could take that as almost uh, terrorist a terrorist threat. Right, absolutely. So, yeah. I don't know. I've seen people being like, oh, it was just a joke. I thought it was funny. I bet if it was your son or daughter or mom or dad or aunt, uncle, niece, nephew, whatever. And the heads look or like that. Even your, you even your presidential candidate, like, that you supported. You know what I mean? Like, right. like what if that was Hillary's head up there? And Yeah, no, right. I don't agree with that at all. I don't even care hey, if it was I'll Obama. That don't, you know, that's not right. You do that yeah, shit. Right. I'll tell you this right now. There's there's so much crazy shit going on in this world right now. We don't need any satire comedy, you know, coming through trying to fuck shit up. Right. More than what it is. Yeah, I hope you know she saying? loses every fucking contract she has. Right. Anybody, so. I don't what, man. So, yeah. out of all the, all the stuff that I had going on Monday, in my own little world, back in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, around 9 o'clock. So I'm sitting out here doing my podcast with you guys. Monday, 9 o'clock, right? We probably started around then. Yeah. There was there was a shooting down at the in Louisville at the, at the walking bridge. Some teenagers, gang-related shit, man. Holy what, shit. There's Hopping off the rounds. I mean, it's crazy world, man. This shit's going yeah, on everywhere. Like, my wife wonders why I carry my pistol everywhere I go. It's yeah. crazy people. 
It'd be crazy, people. Like absolutely. And and you best believe if I ever see somebody, you know, pull their gun out on me, or in the vicinity of where we are, you know, I, I'm drawing that shit and protecting, right. you know. So. Yeah, you yeah, better hope so, you go to the range more than me, motherfucker. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or or your clip's bigger than mine. Yeah, that's exactly right. So Yeah. Alright, so uh here's my final thought. My final thought is if you're going to drink all day long, starting before noon, do not try to interact with very many people. <laughs> whether whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, a podcast, whatever it has you. Granted, my Memorial Day Red, White, and Blue Beer Chug Challenge has 1.4 thousand views. <laughs> Hell 1. yeah. 1.4 thousand views. That's a lot a lot of views. Yeah, damn right it is. I still think I should have probably stopped at that one. <laughs> I probably <laughs> should have stopped at that one. Oh, shit. The cannonball yeah. one, I vaguely remember. <laughs> Anything after the cannonball one erased from my memory, so it didn't happen. I don't know who that was. <laughs> Oh, shit, it's going to be a good weekend, I'm telling you. Uh, and and to, to, i tell you what, <laughs> this was the first time that I walked down to my basement and went to my beer fridge since Monday, right? It's Wednesday. Yeah. First time on, the light was on in my basement where the beer fridge is, and I'm the only one that goes in there. So the light's uh-huh. been on since Monday, and I was expecting... A good 12, maybe 15 beers in there. And I was highly disappointed. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> I it. Yeah, uh, no. So there's my final thought. If you're going to drink all day long, and, and I'm not talking about like, hey, I'm going to sip some beers all day long. Like, I was going hard at it. That's yeah. the hardest I've gone in a while. I'll give you yeah. that. <laughs> So if you're uh, gonna go that hard, don't don't just go ahead and put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't try to go on Facebook Live. Don't try to go on the podcast because it gets a little fuzzy at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, I guarantee. <laughs> but this weekend, this weekend we've got everybody coming in town. We've got uh, we've got a good time. We're gonna celebrate fi- figuring out the the sex of our, our new edition, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to go ahead on, on record here. I think it's a boy. I think it's a really? boy. Hilly, what, what's your, what's your, I'm, what's your I'm team girl, man. I am team You're girl. Team girl. Yep. Listen, I think my wife is team girl, too, but she thinks it's a boy, and here's why she's team girl, because I want three kids. I want to. Oh shit! Cops just went by, and I got I got beer cans sitting out there. <laughs> Wave to him. Uh, but uh, I want three kids, and she wants two. 
And if we have a girl, we're gonna we're gonna that's our compromise. We're done. If we have a boy, we're gonna try for a third. So she really wants a girl, but she thinks it's a boy. Noah, Noah says it's a girl. So I don't know, man. I, I'm excited. This is this is like one of those things where we get really excited. So we're quite a ways away from delivery, but this is one of the things that you can get excited about. And uh, he's going to have a baseball up on a tee. He's going to hit it and bust it open. And, uh, oh, yeah. Boy or girl. So, yeah. uh, pretty excited about that. It's going to be a good time. I, I think it's going to be a boy. Um, just because of some of the, like you said, you know, some of those facial features that look like Noah. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's a boy. I just got that gut feeling. Last year, or last year, last time I had the gut feeling that it was a boy, uh, even though I was teen girl. I wanted to do girl first and, and uh, and then have a boy to be able to protect her, you know, and <clears throat> kind of come up and be the, uh, the, uh, he gets to grow up with all of her, uh, older friends hanging out around the house. But it is what it is. We got a boy. Awesome. I love it. And, uh, you know, whatever I whatever we have, I'll clearly be excited about it. But I, I'm thinking it's going to be a boy so we can try for number three. There you go. Hey, as long as it's hey. selfish, that's all that matters. Exactly. That's exactly what they In breaking news, there's a cop uh, two blocks up the road with his spotlight out. Damn it. Shine all over the road there. So uh, I'll keep you posted on this. <laughs> Alright. Well, here's in hoping that all of this recorded, even though Perk chimed out a long time ago. God, I hope it all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> if not, it was a valiant effort. Hey, so. at least we had a good conversation. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, For sure. Until, <laughs> until next time. I guess really whenever I close out, I don't have to say the whole part. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. Until next time, keep your hilly high, tea bag full, beer cold. All right. See you guys later.